Laudato Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News. In the headlines this Wednesday, February the 7th, Pope Francis launches an appeal for global attention to the Rohingya refugees and for peace in the Middle East. The UN's High Commission for Refugees launches a new humanitarian and refugee response plan for 2024. And we see how the war in Gaza is affecting other forgotten humanitarian crises, especially the one in Yemen. In the Vatican, I'm Francesca Merlo. Pope Francis has launched a special appeal for global attention to the suffering of Rohingya refugees, and he exhorted everyone to pray for peace amid ongoing wars in Ukraine, the Holy Land, and everywhere. In a telephone call to Cardinal Pier Battista Pizzaballa, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, Pope Francis expressed his continued concern for the Holy Family, Catholic parish in Gaza, and the hundreds of Christians sheltering there. Christopher Wells tells us more. Pope Francis called Cardinal Pier Battista Pizzaballa on Wednesday morning, thanking the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem for the closeness he has shown to the people since the beginning of the war between Hamas and Israel, and expressing his constant care for the Catholic parish in Gaza. Pope Francis has been in contact with the pastor of the parish, Father Gabriel Romanelli, and with the associate pastor, Father Yusuf Assad, almost daily to inquire about the situation there. The Holy Family Parish, served by priests of the Institute of the Incarnate Word, is the only Catholic parish in the Gaza Strip. As is the case throughout Gaza, the parish faces a shortage of food, water, and medicine, with the people of the community struggling with lack of heating and harsh winter temperatures. Nonetheless, the parish complex, which includes a school, has continued to welcome hundreds of people who have lost everything in the war. In his call on Wednesday morning, Pope Francis focused mainly on the situation in the parish. Later, at the weekly general audience, the Pope called on the faithful to not forget wars raging around the world, noting in particular not only those who are suffering from ongoing conflicts in the Holy Land, but also tormented Ukraine and the Rohingya people in Myanmar, as well as the many, many wars going on everywhere. Pegamo per la pace. La guerra sempre è una sconfitta, sempre. Preghiamo per la pace. Ci vuole la pace. Let us pray for peace, the Pope said, adding once again, war is a defeat always. We pray for peace. We need peace. I'm Christopher Wells. As war continues to ravage Sudan, the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs and the High Commission for Refugees have launched new humanitarian and refugee response plans for 2024. On Wednesday, they appealed for a combined $4.1 billion to meet the most urgent humanitarian needs in the country. With half of Sudan's 25 million population in need of assistance and over 1.5 million people having fled to neighbouring countries, urgent action is required, the two UN agencies said, as Lizad Zingarini reports. The 10-month conflict between the forces loyal to President General Abdel Fattah al-Buran and the rapid support forces led by his rival General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo continued to cause widespread displacement, hunger and destruction of critical infrastructure, leaving millions vulnerable to diseases and lacking access to health care and education. 
as reported by the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs and the UN High Commission for Refugees, nearly 18 million people in Sudan are facing acute food insecurity. More than 1.5 million Sudanese have been forced to flee to neighbouring countries including the Central African Republic, Chad, Egypt, Ethiopia and South Sudan already hosting large refugee populations. The two UN-coordinated plans aim to support a total of 17.4 million people in Sudan and the region. The generosity of donors helps us provide food and nutrition, shelter, clean water and education for children and to fight the scourge of gender-based violence, said the Under-Secretary-General for Humanitarian Affairs and Emergency Relief Coordinator Martin Griffiths, remarking that last year's appeal was less than half fun. Despite challenges, in 2023, with the support of international donors, humanitarian organizations managed to reach 7 million people in Sudan and supported host governments in providing the displaced with critical life-saving support and protection. In 2024, the Refugee Response Plan aims to continue the life-saving interventions and additionally support resilience-building interventions for up to 2.7 million people. I am Lisa Zengarini. And we look at another humanitarian crisis, a forgotten one, this time Yemen. Rania Aoun is the media and communication and advocacy manager at Muatana for Human Rights, an organization that offers legal support for people who have been victims of violations of human rights in Yemen. She told Vatican Radio just how dire the situation is and how much worse it has become since the US and UK missile attacks on Houthi targets in the Red Sea. Before the last attack in the Red Sea, Yemeni people weren't, they weren't uh, like the uh, Houthis group, to be honest. We uh, count them as uh, perpetrators, but after the attack in the Red Sea, and they use that, we, we do that for Gaza, and Yemeni people emotionally get to go with that. Even, even anyone in Yemeni people, even they were against Houthis, now they start, no, they are doing something good for Gaza. And uh, now we have to support them. Even we are not with them in another violation committed in Yemen, but for Gaza, yes, we have to be with them. So it's get, it gets harder now. The world is really mobilized uh, in support of Gaza and in support of the Palestinian yes. people. And, you know, what would your message to them be? Uh, our message at this period that we don't need another world. We just need to live. We are living without salaries. We are living in starvation with human rights violation. And when we start looking for small light of hope, they get us to live in dark again. We don't want any war in Yemen. Uh, United States and UK have to stop their attack in Red Sea. And the questions or the ask of uh, Houthis isn't that difficult. Just stop the war in Gaza. I think we all agree that we need to stop the war in any world, in any part in the world. We need peace. That's all. That was Rania Aoun, the media and communication and advocacy manager at Muatana for Human Rights in Yemen. Now, February the 8th is the World Day of Prayer and Awareness Against Human Trafficking. Speaking on Sunday during the Angelus, Pope Francis highlighted the World Day and invited all people of goodwill to join together to fight the dramatic global phenomenon, noting that so many of our brothers and sisters are deceived with false promises and then subjected to exploitation and abuse. 
The International Observance aims to garner support and raise awareness in the fight against what is often an invisible trade in which millions of vulnerable people are subjected to violence and injustice. Coordinating the church's efforts to combat human trafficking is the global Talita Kum network made up of over 6,000 religious sisters and partners and promoted by the International Union of Superiors General and the Union of Superiors General. Organizing the day this year is Sister Abby Avellino who has welcomed some 50 young representatives from partner organizations in Rome for a week of initiatives and awareness-raising activities. She spoke to Linda Bordoni about Pope Francis's support for the network's commitment and about the sheer numbers of the phenomenon that affects people in every continent. 50 million victims of human trafficking, but it's a hidden crime, as you know. It has become more sophisticated, more and more. So we really need to strategize how to become more sophisticated you know, as a network against human trafficking. So 50 million people are really suffering from this modern-day slavery. And as migration increases, so does the trade, exactly, clearly. Exactly. What do you find are the most effective tools you have to curb the, the scourge? Actually, the raising awareness at all levels, this is the way what we are doing uh, because we have so many uh, way of doing awareness, but at, at the same time, how do we really co- combat human trafficking is really to work together. So because if we cannot do it alone, networking and collaboration with other partners, organizations, international agency, government agency, church leaders, everybody must embark. The network of traffickers are getting smarter or become sophisticated. We really need to strategize our network. But networking is the key in order to combat human trafficking. How important is Pope Francis's support for you? Pope Francis, since he began his papacy, he's very supportive to us every year for this day, the International Day of Prayer and Awareness Against Human Trafficking. He always gives us a message, and particularly for this uh, dedication year for young people. And today is tomorrow, actually, February 8th, is the, the end of this year dedicated to young people. And Pope Francis really gave the message to them in order to mobilize more young people. And here we are, 15 young people. When we started 2023, there were 15. Now we encourage the 50 young people to spread this word amongst. We are 22 countries representing these people from all over the world right now, present in Rome, to gather, really to listen, to dream and to act. That was Sister Abby Avellino, who is organizing this year's World Day of Prayer and Awareness Against Human Trafficking, which is celebrated on the 8th of February. And finally, at his weekly general audience, Pope Francis continued his catechesis series on virtues and vices. This week he focused on sorrow, distinguishing between its two types, one which is natural and justified, and the other which is considered dangerous. The Holy Father reflected on the two, offering words of comfort to those experiencing loss and sadness. Deborah Castellano-Lubov reports. La tristezza. At times of sadness, draw comfort from thinking of Jesus' resurrection. Pope Francis offered this reminder during his Wednesday general audience held in the Vatican's Paul VI Hall. Continuing his catechesis series on virtues and vices, the Pope focused this week on the sin of excessive sadness, recalling sorrow can manifest in one of two ways. 
St. Paul, he recalled, wrote to the Corinthians, Godly grief produces a repentance that leads us to salvation, but worldly grief produces death. The dynamic of sadness, the Pope explained, is linked to the experience of loss, which, he recognized, is often accompanied by discouragement, depression, and anguish. La experiencia de la pérdida. We all go through ordeals that generate sorrow in us, the Pope acknowledged, pointing out that after our internal turmoil, some of us are unable to get beyond sadness, whereas others are able to be regenerated in hope. Pope Francis exhorted those who may be lulled into excessive sadness to be comforted through their faith and Jesus' closeness. While recognizing sadness is natural, he warned against when it degenerates into something devious and dangerous. However, the Holy Father reassured it can be combated easily, keeping in mind the thought of the resurrection of Christ. However full life may be of contradictions, defeated desires, unrealized dreams, and lost friendships, the Pope acknowledged, thanks to Jesus' resurrection, we can believe that all will be saved. Jesus rose again not only for himself, the Pope marveled, but also for us to redeem all the happiness that has remained unfulfilled in our lives. Faith, he said, casts out fear, and the resurrection of Christ, he rejoiced, removes sadness like the stone from the tomb. Pope Francis concluded by praying that the spirit of the risen Jesus help us defeat sorrow with holiness. I'm Deborah Castellano-Lubav. And that brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. For more on these and other stories, we invite you to visit Vatican News web portal at vaticannews.va. And you can also catch the latest updates on our Facebook, X and Instagram pages. Many thanks go to Daniele Giorgi in studio. In the Vatican, I'm Francesca Merlo.